Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yeah, back from our Thanksgiving hiatus break, <laughs> yeah. birthday, whatever, shenanigans, you moving. I know. Uh, Wait, have we not done? Oh, right. Because we did Lady Gaga last, right? Right. Yes. Oh, okay. But wow, so we yeah. didn't do a pop culture roundup that week because we did Lady yeah. Gaga. And then we didn't do one last week because of other things going on in our lives <laughs> yeah exactly uh things came up you know life happens uh i i was i had moved apartments and um i'm still at the stage where we do it you know a diy sort of experience so all my friends who are my age were like oh did you hire movers and i was like what <laughs> the thought never crossed our minds um mostly because we're moving you know a thousand square feet to a thousand square feet of apartment living um, but I wish I'd done uh, moving. I wish I'd hired movers because I'm just like, I'm so wait, tired. Did you, so you got like a U-Haul yourself and just packed it or you just put things yeah. in your car? No, we, we got the U-Haul. Rob's um, brother and dad came to town to help. So in that okay. sense, we did have moving hands. Um, so I, don't know I how was... much help Rory is going to be in a moving situation though. <laughs> <laughs> it was really helpful. That was a point yeah. of sensitivity. You need to bring it up with him. Uh, show him support. Let him know you I'm believe in him. I heard, I heard you were not great. Uh, no, he was great. But I didn't have to lift anything because he, <laughs> he did. Um, but no, it was fine. And now we're in a new place and it's also just fine. Um, but all in all, it was a busy... Um, busy holiday break and I don't feel rested but more than that I'm shocked that the uh the Christmas New Year holiday is upon us oh yeah it's very near upon us it's I was like so wow <laughs> uh we have what 10 10 11 11 yeah, days like 12 days till to, New Year's Eve <laughs> or till Christmas Eve yeah I don't Clearly, I'm unwell. Um, okay, shall we get into the news topics oh, okay. yes, yes, of yes. the week? Okay, yeah. Um, you you go first. Set the scene for me. Well, today the Golden Globe nominations came out, oh, which was shocking because we didn't even really realize that the Golden Globes were happening. Right. And then all of these nominations were announced, and I think people aren't really sure what to do about them because we're not having a ceremony supposedly or one that's not telecast. The Golden Globes have been rife with all kinds of controversy. And so I think also there is the expectation that some people might pull a Drake and sort of like renounce their nomination as he did with the, for the Grammys Mm, this year. So it's, it will be interesting to see. Um, But did you look at the, the Golden Globe nominee. I I frankly I did not see them trending. I was on Twitter trying to find news, and this was not on my radar at all. The Critics' Choice nominations also came out today. There were <laughs> lots of nominations. Yeah, maybe I have a keyword muted that I haven't uh, noticed, but these did not come up 
in any have of you, my sources. You you muted licorice pizza, and so yeah. all of this stuff isn't coming up. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson might be muted. Honestly, uh, it's too much for me. But um, no. So walk us through it. Golden Globes. Yeah, I think people in general were like, oh, these nominations are actually pretty good from the Golden Globes that are usually pretty bad. Um, But I think it's a pretty standard list of nominations. The Critics' Choice Awards Best Picture nominees and the Golden Globe uh, nominees were only off by one movie. Otherwise, they were exactly the same. So I think we have a pretty good sense of like what the contenders are this year for the most part now. For Best Motion Picture Drama, we have Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and The Power of the Dog. And then for musical or comedy, we have Cyrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. And the only switch for those is that Nightmare Alley got nominated for Critics' Choice, where Cyrano got nominated for the Golden Globes. So... I don't know. I feel like this is a pretty like this will probably be the people who are winning the awards come Oscars. Um, Do you have any thoughts, opinions, questions, comments, concerns? I mean, I guess the main concern is how few of these I have seen and how unprepared for the Oscars, how uninvested I am in the Oscars this uh, year. Um, So I do have homework to do, I think. And hopefully I'll care a little bit more going into them because are you excited by this like are you were you pleased to see these noms like are you sad to see something missing like what is your vibe i mean okay i'll say this in comparison to like the call me by your name get out ladybird year like these nominations are not that good however mm. i think in these last couple cycles we've had sort of a lot of straight up duds or movies that we thought were actively bad and i'm not sure if there's any of those in the mix this year like we don't have a joker we don't have vice we don't have um mank we don't have uh bohemian rhapsody like i think most of these are like good to great trending even if there's not a lot of like top tier top tier contenders right okay okay i'll try to keep that in mind so no snubs from your perspective i mean like i loved spencer and that didn't that didn't get nominated for picture it just got nominated for some of the other for acting categories and i think score um so that i guess is a little bit of a snub um but in general i think the nominations were pretty decent um Mm. there's a weird ben affleck nomination and best supporting (laughs) actor for the tender bar which He's fine, but like that's a weird. It's an Amazon movie that's coming out where he's like a bartender. Okay. Um, Yeah, Beyonce got nominated for best song, which is potentially a thing that might happen this year. For what? For the song from King Richard. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. But yeah, I think in general, you'll probably like most of the, or some of the movies, like (laughs) Belfast and Coda and King Richard are all sort of like feel goody type movies that I think, you know, Mm. there's not too much to like hate there. We already saw Dune. Yeah. You'll hate Licorice Pizza. I know you'll hate Licorice Pizza. Oh, I'm not watching it. I'm I'm sorry. I refuse. I have watched too much Paul Thomas Anderson. Did you watch that? Yeah. I just watched that actually. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, Yeah. It's pretty sad. And then we, of course, we've seen West Side Story for this week's episode. So <laughs> that's 
in the mix. Yeah. I mean, are you sad to see such lack of love for House of Gucci? Um, Okay. Lady Gaga got nominated. Okay. 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 Lady Gaga got nominated. I do not necessarily think that that House of Gucci was the greatest movie ever made. Like, if it doesn't make the best picture lineup... I won't be that shocked. <laughs> I I think Lady Gaga should be nominated for Best Actress, though, and I think it's trending in that direction. Okay, so. okay, I see. Okay, I'm okay, pleased. perfect. Okay, well, in uh, smaller screen news, um, Sex and the City came out with their reboot, and just like that, on HBO Max. Um, I don't really have any. I do not have any attachment to the original Sex and the City. I was too young to watch it, and then I would just like catch random episodes on like you know, like in a hotel on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was aware enough to have a conversation about like, oh, are you a Carrie or you a Miranda or Charlotte or Samantha? Like that sort of thing. But I did put on the, <laughs> I did put on the a new one just to see. Um, kind of like weird, but the big news story around this, around this new release is Peloton is featured in it. The, uh, cycling oh, really? the yeah the, uh you know you're at home cycling but bff um and this is spoilers for the first episode so if you care then just fast forward to the next bit but basically in <laughs> in the show you know carrie is married to big um and they've been you know the end all be all of the show and the last two movies um but they need they need tension. They need Carrie to be single so that she can write about dating. And so unsurprising to me, but I guess upsetting to a lot of longtime fans, they decided to kill him off. But what was funny is the way they killed him off was in this very heavily prominently Peloton named scene where he's like, oh, I'm going to stay home and ride my Peloton. I got to get with my... um, you know, my Peloton instructor. We're going to have a good time on my Peloton. Like, constant name dropping the Peloton. You see him on the, the Peloton. Peloton class? <laughs> no, so he's, it, it's not like a, you know, they're at home, so it's just a stationary bike at home, but then you have like yeah. virtual classes. Right. So, yeah, so and he's he doing the class, the and you can start to see he's like stressed and like his body is shutting down or whatever. He gets off the bike and he has a heart attack. So that's what kills him. So then the so then people were split on whether or not and the Peloton they, they, was to blame. But Peloton came out and was like, um, we did not know how our bike was going to be used in this show. Like, we don't have control over that. And we didn't know because of, you know, confidentiality that that's the storyline they were choosing. Um, so, yeah, just so you're aware, Peloton does not cause heart attacks and you will be fine. <laughs> And it went viral because on the same day of the Sex and the City reboot release, Peloton took a dip in stock, the stock market. (laughs) And so people blamed this, which I I think most uh, industry experts actually blame that a lot of gyms started opening up that weekend. But that's neither here nor there because the funny story is that Peloton felt like they had to say something because this <laughs> heavily anticipated well, this, show features someone dying uh, off their bike, but I mean, near it, it is very confusing because <laughs> usually product placement deals. I mean, I guess I've never like been involved with a product placement deal, but I would assume that either the film like wants 
like like the basically they want money from whatever this sponsor is and so right. they reach out to the sponsor and because the thing is like you could just say that he's getting on an exercise bike easily or come up with a fake brand of an exercise bike or not mention the brand of the exercise bike. you know what i mean like yeah well it sounds like Peloton, the show they- bought the bike on their own so i don't know how that changes the negotiation power like it like it sounded like they gave Peloton so they a heads up. So just used it as a prop. Yeah, but they just. <laughs> so Peloton did not pay for this use. I do not think so. They their spokesperson after the premiere was like, um, all Peloton knew was that there would be a bike featured in the show, and that they were going to feature a Peloton, a famous Peloton instructor as well. So I don't know like the legality of how that conversation happened or or who was paying who or what was required to be well, paid I think for if it's not a, i think if it's not product put like if it's if you're just using the bike yeah. the scene i don't think that you have to pay them for it like i don't think you yeah. have to pay them for the use i think that well, they, they were sometimes on damage will pay control. you for the use yeah so hmm. and so they had like a spokesperson come out and say analyze big's actions leading up to and after the infamous uh. ride and they were like you know you can see that he was smoking before like he was clearly not like the healthy like blah 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 but then in a twist that has some people questioning if this was all a larger stunt peloton released a very quick commercial produced by none other than um uh Sarah ryan reynolds oh. that stars big the actor and and the instructor and it's just like them sitting on a couch and being like, hey, you know, flirty. And it's supposed to be like implying that they're sleeping together. And he's like, want to go for another ride? And then it pans out and it's the Peloton bikes. And then Ryan Reynolds comes on voiceover and is like, look at that. And just like that, he's alive again. And like, oh, Peloton's healthy. And so oh. <laughs> it was corporate synergy. And that came out. Hmm. So the premiere was Thursday. That was released today. Um so could they have feasibly shot that in reaction to this bad press? Sure, 100%. R- Ryan Reynolds has done spoofs on Peloton before, and his first big commercial was kind of making fun of the first Peloton commercial that went viral <laughs> for being really weird and creepy. So it, it worked out for all parties involved, I think, and turned into a pretty funny story that uh, was better to talk about than the actual uh sex in the city reboot itself <laughs> i can't imagine though like why would they kill him off in that way there's so many good ways to kill somebody, <laughs> and you're like kill him on a exercise bike like, well and he has a he has a heart attack and he can't get to his phone for some reason but then he's still alive by the time sarah jessica parker comes into the room and instead of like immediately calling 911, she just like holds him and they stare into each other's eyes as he <laughs> dies <laughs> I'm not showing enough respect to any to any true fans of the show. Like honestly, I get it. It's sad. It's devastating to lose your like your your ship, as it were. Um, but yeah, there were some questions I, in that storyline. I, like I always heard like that was big that beloved of a character. I feel like people were sort of like mad about him. I think there are two characters. Uh, Aiden is the other one, and he is cast in this show, so I'm sure he will be you know, featured as like the final, you know, one last chance to make it work. Um, but again, I think big is like controversial, but there's people who definitely love him and people who like them together. But hmm. I think the whole show is weird anyways and controversial in its own way. So that's that on the <laughs> and, and 
I can't remember what they call it. It's just a Sex in the City reboot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, interesting. <laughs> uh, speaking of TV show news, um, I will get into my thoughts of Succession, the mm, finale, later. Yes. But there was this very weird wrinkle where, and some Succession spoilers in here if you're not caught up, but the end of the of episode eight, this where there was nine episodes in the season. The end of episode eight left on a cliffhanger that made you think that maybe Kendall, played by Jeremy Strong, was going to die. And this New Yorker piece dropped that was a profile of Jeremy Strong, the actor, um, in between the time when episode eight aired and the finale aired. And so everyone was like, oh my gosh, like this is the end. Like the, they're dropping this piece now because Jeremy's or because Kendall is going to die on the show. And uh, so, so there was a lot of focus on this, but the crazy thing is that the profiler of this piece basically painted Jeremy Strong to be a psychotic individual <laughs> who was like, uh, I don't know if like method acting is necessarily <laughs> like the term, but just like taking his role very, very seriously. And in speaking about this character on a show where, you know, he's kind of doofy and kind of uh, like, there's definitely comedic elements to it, how he's like playing it 100% seriously. And, and just like, seems like very um, obsessed with sort of like the craft of acting and being involved in it. And so everybody then online was kind of taking a crap on Jeremy Strong because they were like, like, you're taking this way too seriously. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are you talking about? Which then prompted all of these different people who had worked with Jeremy Strong to come out and release statements saying how wonderful he is to work with <laughs> because they felt like this piece was painting him in a bad light. So like yeah. Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway, Aaron Sorkin doesn't have so <laughs> Social media, so he got Jessica Chastain to tweet a letter that he had written about how much yes. he liked Jeremy Strong. Just like a wild series of events relating to like sort of nothing and just this rogue profile about the man. I don't know. Did you read it or like uh, follow this drama at all? I did see. So I'm not watching six, this season, but I have seen the last couple of seasons of Succession. And so I saw the piece. I didn't read the full piece, but you know how I feel about method acting. So it was just like, it, it was so extreme that it was almost funny to imagine this sort of earnestness in your own methodology of acting. So it was like an eye roll for me. But this, the jokes I saw about it weren't like, oh, we need to cancel Jeremy. What a freak. Like, let's get it wasn't the same vitriol that like, uh, what's his face? Jared the Leto Joker got. Yeah. Who was like gross and creepy. Like, yes. This is the issue I have with most method actors is that if they make everyone else's jobs hard to do, then I don't understand why it's valuable to them to do it. Because it's like if you're making people do retakes and you're threatening to gas the entire crew because you want to know what it's like to be, be tear gas, like I don't like you. But I didn't feel like any of the the social critiques, the trending stories were like, this guy is a monster. He can never work again. So it was weird to then see... <laughs> Yeah, see no. these celebrities come out and be like, no. But in reading like Jessica Chastain's tweets, because she got into it with a couple commenters like on her Twitter thread, it wasn't just one statement. She then came in and replied to a couple people. Her argument was that it was like a hit piece because Jeremy Strong had opened his home so so 
like readily to this reporter to then have it skew in such a way that was so unrepresentative of who he is as a as a human like that upset her which I can like respect but it's sort of like well just let the story die like no one's not going to hire him no one's not going to go see his stuff because of this weird profile but now it's funny to see these you know out of touch celebrities be like Jeremy is a good person I mean, I can see how annoying that would be if yeah. you feel like, oh, like I had this reporter come in. We had really good rapport. We talked about all of this important stuff. And then you read the piece and he's basically <laughs> like, this person's a batshit idiot. Like yeah. how frustrating that would be. But at the same time, like, I don't think his friend, I don't think he was like calling up his friends and saying like, write letters. I think yeah. they just did it on their own, but just so 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 bizarre and yeah. so odd timed with the succession stuff because then everyone was like well because of this piece he must be dying in the next episode <laughs> because otherwise why would he talk about such weird stuff and yeah. it's like uh i don't i don't know i think he's just sort of an odd fellow but he seems like an odd fellow in kind of a like nice way rather than a like overbearing way if that makes sense yeah i mean some of it is like a little like i said like okay get over yourself but yeah it's sort of like the same vibes anne hathaway gives maybe but just in a more extreme where it's like He's he cares so much about the craft. Yeah. yeah but the- not <laughs> but not in like a uh daniel day lewis way where yeah. you know he's like getting hypothermia on set and like screaming <laughs> things up for people <laughs> yeah i mean it was funny that nothing in the story was a lie. Like even Aaron Sorkin's letter, which he he shared like the full because the reporter asked him via email or something like to respond to certain questions. Mm-hmm. So he responded with the full letter of what he sent to be like, here's the context. And I like read it and I was like, okay, what's the difference? Like, what are you? <laughs> I didn't feel like his quotes like, were misrepresented. Yes. And it's like, he clearly is a guy who did all the things that this guy rightfully highlighted as weird and strange and, and ironic considering the role he is so dedicated to, which is a comedy, but is being played straight by a guy who doesn't know how, you know, it's just like, yeah. it's funny that they missed the point of the profile and then made the point of the profile by insisting that, oh, well, he's a normal dude too. It's like, okay. But this profile was more about like his work and you guys can't argue that his work is a little you know a little out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty funny. Um, I hope more people respond to it because I, I love the idea that these celebrities fear a bad profile nowadays, that it's like some sort of threat of cancellation or something. Yes, that, um, there these, that the journalists are out there like, yeah. <laughs> just waiting to get them. Yeah, Je- um, Jessica Chastain was like, I am... I don't ever let the press into my home, rightfully so. <laughs> so we won't be getting a profile of Jessica Chastain anytime soon. Um, mm. And Annie Hathaway, I guess, is rightfully turned off by the press as well. Um, but I also, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Zendaya and Tom Holland. Um, they were officially, they officially came out as a couple. Uh, in one of their, in one of Zendaya's like interviews or maybe Tom's, I don't know. They were like, yeah, I don't feel the need to talk, talk about it. Yeah. Cause they're, yeah, they're obviously promoting Spider-Man that's coming out this month. Um, it's the third one, kind of the final of this trilogy. And the rumor is it's like a, it's still in the air about whether or not 
a Sony will continue to partner with Marvel and or if Tom Holland will continue to play Spider-Man. So it's kind of like a last hurrah feel to it, even though it's probably not. But so they came out and were like, yes, we're dating. We wanted it to be more private than like we wanted it to be private for longer than it was. And that was like hard for us. But like, we're not talking about it just now. Like we're happy, that sort of thing. And a lot of videos of them on their press store have been like viral on TikTok as like them being very flirty and um vibing so i'm curious do you buy them as a couple or do you think it's pr around the spider-man story see i feel like we always are coming back to this is it real or is it pr (laughs) stunt thing and i'm just like where is the example of it being pr like do we have an actual like a verified example because i think that oh like has anyone ever come out and admitted Oh, that relationship wasn't real. I it was my yes. Publicist. Or is there like a letter? Like, is there an email? Is there a letter? It feels like with the number of times that this has supposedly happened, <laughs> that you would think that there would be some concrete evidence somewhere of somebody being like, "Yes, I I did not know this person, but I was told to date them because we were going to be on a movie set together." <laughs> I think it's honestly just that these top tier people, big A list celebrities do not spend or spend a lot of time with like their own teams and sort of in their own like little weird bubbles. And most of those people are very like kowtowy to them. Mm. I think when they meet another A-list celebrity, like one, it's someone new and two, it's someone that they don't have to worry about, like that the other person is trying to, you know, suck up to them or whatnot. Like Zendaya doesn't need Tom Holland. Tom Holland doesn't really need Zendaya. So I think there's a certain level of like weird, like attraction and oh we understand each other in a way that other people can't with these celebrity couples which i think is why there are so many celebrity couples and then why they end so poorly because most of the time it's not i think that the like 85 percent of their chemistry is just that they're in like the other person's sexy and the other person is also famous and so doesn't need them for anything and then once they actually get to know the person they're like oh yeah never mind (laughs) Interesting. So you just refute the idea of PR relationships entirely. I mean, like, do I think that in the back of somebody's mind, like maybe they're thinking, oh, yes, like this could be good. Or that there's sort of these one way PR relationships where like a less famous person sort of like knows that by dating a more famous person, (laughs) they can get more PR. Yes. But do I buy some of these plot lines of like, oh, they, like, these two movie stars were dating so the more people would go see their movie? Like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I I do think that the Camila Cabello Shawn Mendes one could be, <laughs> but I think that's for very different reasons. I think Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde feels less and less real to me. But, I mean, it could be that, like, to your point, it was just a fluke where hot people hook up with hot people and then just decide to have fun with it or something like that. Like, maybe it's not as... Uh, nefarious as maybe the PR label would make it seem but I don't know I mean you look at some I don't know I think I sometimes believe it when they need a good they want to win like a breakup or they need a good press news story or they're like I don't know like the JLo and Ben thing I'm still on the fence about like why that is happening I'm just like where is the evidence if this was something that happened like somebody would tell you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's a good point i'll, I'll have to take like, that into where consideration. is it like is 
Where is the celebrity memoir from, you know, some like washed up, you know, person who is saying, oh, back in the 60s when I was a big name actress, they made me date this person for PR. Like, I feel like we don't have those stories. Well, I mean, arguably the uh, Tom Cruise um, relationships were kind of. Yes, but that wasn't, those weren't like PR for PR. Those were like the Scientologists (laughs) like forcing them to supposedly. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'm just saying. If that's like, are either of these people in Scientology? No. Um, okay, well, I want to believe in Zendaya and Tom, too. I think they're cute. So I'm rooting for them as well. Okay. okay. <laughs> but We're do you have any other? We're all rooting for you. <laughs> do you no, the only other stories? news that I have. Oh, well, I just wanted to talk about Succession and Love It or Hate It. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, okay, do you want to get started or should I Should I go first since mine is less relevant? <laughs> Sure. What is yours? <laughs> okay. I'm really excited about it. Uh, oh, Selling gosh. Sunset season four came out. Oh, if, my word. If you don't no. remember. If you don't yes, remember, we remember it, you is like the, the one. it is the There's Netflix, a- um, you know, quote unquote, real estate, high luxury real estate in uh, LA. Um, there's a lot of drama in it. A lot of, a lot of cat, catty women, I guess, if we're going to be misogynistic in our terminology. But uh, at the heart of it, you have Shelby said the, that, not me. I did not. The, I will not co-sign. Yeah, the good girl Chriselle Stoss, who's coming off of her very public breakup with um, the This Is Us star. Arguably, I think she's become more famous than him. She has eclipsed him in relevancy, um, at least globally. You know, like she is the it girl of reality TV from Netflix, and she's like the good girl paired against the sort of uh, you know. I'm not a therapist. I can't diagnose people, but uh, narcissistic uh, Christine Quinn, who you love or you hate her. But in this storyline, she has a baby and is filming a week later. And she had a traumatic birth where she she had an emergency C-section and like almost died on the table. And it's horrific what she went through. But suddenly she is uh, filming. She looks amazing and no one can stop commenting about her weight. And she's like going through it this season. She's not as fun because one, the entire office gangs up on her because she's a little bit uh, bitchy. Um, But the great fun about this show is that this season happened right before the news broke that Chriselle is hooking up with her boss, one of the one of the brothers of the Oppenheim group. And so you can start to see like the tension between them in this season. And there's a scene where she, one of her, one of her clients is actually Simu Liu Liu from um, Shang-Chi. And so Shang-Chi and her are like flirting in the office. Like it's a, it's pretty, you know, two-sided flirtation because of this time, you know, who is he? Um, His movie hadn't come out yet. And you can see Jason just get angry and like say, are you guys going to work or something? Like just trying to shut it down, which made it so much better. So I was like, yes, give me more celebrity interactions. Love that for me. Highly uh, enjoyable. This season definitely had less real estate. (laughs) It was mostly just, it's turning into sort of a real housewives. Yeah. That's sort of vibe vibe I keep getting. Yeah. They've, they've announced another spinoff for Miami with a whole new cast, obviously. And then on top of that, one of the brothers decides to leave LA and open one in Orange County. So there's going to be another spinoff for that market as well with a little Mm. overlap in the uh, staff. 
I don't know do. if they'll be good, but this one was just wonderful. <laughs> I do feel like the 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 premise of the show makes a lot of sense because yes. people love a, a real estate show, oh, I know. and so you have that like as the basic so even if no drama happens in an episode you still have the drama of like whatever the real estate situation is where sometimes real housewives and some of these other and like keeping up with the kardashians they sort of have to like manufacture things because there's not really a plot going on where this i feel like at least there's always the objective of uh, getting a house that being said i've never watched the show probably oh there's definitely some manufacturing going on for sure (laughs) oh well i mean i'm sure there is but at least there's the house thing as well oh yeah 100 percent, gorgeous stuff love it uh you know uh, still probably cheaper uh people than who is featured in succession so Yes. They haven't sold a house to Elon Musk yet. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Succession season three just wrapped. And I think it was very strong. It's it's hard to judge season two versus season three because I think season two had was very, very strong, but was mostly strong in the middle and then sort of petered out a little bit at the end where I think, think season three had a slower start, but then had a stronger ending point. Um. But yeah, basically, the the siblings, uh, Waystar Royco, the company <laughs> that is at the heart of everything, is a big like media conglomerate, and they sort of realize in this season that they need to get into like a streaming sort of like more diversified. Uh, space so they're trying to buy these various like streaming companies and sort of take them over, and then. As the season goes on, you sort of realize, like, wait, maybe this isn't happening. And so in the end, Logan decides that rather than buying someone else, he's going to sell the company, which basically undermines all all of his children because they can only really, you know, succeed and become the, the CEO of Waystar Royco if he is in charge, if it's still a family business. If they sell it to somebody else, like, they're going to promote somebody else's CEO instead. So you get this... Uh, really like gripping head to head that happens in the last episode where the three children who are usually butting heads against each other decide that they're going to team up and go against their dad. And then you get this sort of like uh, this interesting cliffhanger moment that I won't talk about. Um, but I read spoilers. I, but I think it's, I think the season, the writing is immaculate. The acting is so good. It's so like, just the whole thing is so strong and you feel like it when you're watching it, like, okay, this is at another level than like most shows, like watching this compared to something like the morning show or, or I don't know, just you're like right. kind of this like replacement level television. You're like the talent here is, is on a different capacity the the acting the writing the shooting the locations that they're in are just incredible i sort of don't know where season four is gonna go but like there's not an obvious sort of direction in my mind but i think that season three sort of moved in some weird places that i wasn't expecting and a lot of those were really good choices so I loved this season. I'm excited to see it sweep up a bunch of Emmys again next summer. Um, And yeah. So who do you think, if you could only award an acting category win to one cast member, who gets it this year? I feel like Shiv is consistently really, really good and is sort of her, she's less like, flailing than some of the others so it seems like she's not doing as good a job but i think she's actually better 
than everyone else. So I especially really when you remember she has an accent. Yes. Every time she speaks in real life, I'm like, wait, you're not American. So yeah, that's and she's acting. the only woman on the show, really, and is sort of like you know steamrolling over everybody else in her scenes. Like I just love her and think she's <laughs> great. the The show still has the capacity, or still has the no one is likable, right. and so you're sort of like always rooting for somebody to lose, but then that keeps changing because you hate everyone. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's yeah Good. it's the, it i think that i think the show has enough redeeming qualities that the fact that the characters are unlikable doesn't face me that much mm, yeah good for you happy for you mm-hmm. um true art tv yes yeah yeah i feel like it's the it's the replacement to game of thrones like hbo was looking for the new game of thrones and that is now succession which mm, congratulations to them Um, but we will be pivoting from prestige TV to prestige movies on Thursday because we're talking about the remake of West Side Story, which has been gotten a lot of buzz for several years now as it's been made and (laughs) stalled. And then finally they brought it out for this uh, award season. Shelby and I watched it. I have a lot of opinions. I'm sure Shelby has probably even more opinions than I do. So... (laughs) I'm excited to talk with her about it on Thursday. But in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. You can leave us your review. You can um, buy our merch. You can send us an email. So many ways to keep in touch. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye, everybody. Bye.